us today. Um, this is not the start of the episode. I just wanted to say that my connection was pretty messed up during this recording and I'm so sorry if you don't hear much of me because, yeah, like I said, my connection was trash, but I really hope you guys enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing this episode and editing it and, you know, while editing it, I realized how bad my connection was. But overall, it's pretty good. And yeah, I'm going to let you guys listen to the rest of the episode. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tranquility Podcast. I have another episode for you today. And today we'll be talking about relationships, okay? And I have a very, very special guest with me today. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hello guys, uh, this is Jeffrey speaking to you. Um, Glad to be here on the Tranquility Podcast with Sora. I'm a 22-year-old male from the city of Melbourne, um, born in Africa, Congo. And yeah, that's all you need to know about me right now. You'll probably find out more as we go on into this lovely podcast. Yeah, excited. So let's get the show on the road, man. Thank you for introducing us. Why is that funny to you, bro? Because <laughs> you went into it. This guy said, did you say 20? 22. Oh. I heard 20. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come on here and lie about my age. <laughs> what reasons? What do you get? What do you get? <laughs> Literally, man. Hey, relationships. To be honest, me, I have no relationship with relationships because I have personally never been in a relationship in my life. I've been in relationships. I've been in kings. I've been in, we're just talking. We're never relationships. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You're saving yourself a lot of trouble sometimes. Yes. Yes, I am. And I'm very happy mm. that I have I haven't dated anybody. Like seriously. Yeah, I mean, if you can say that right now, it means obviously you haven't found somebody worth being in that kind of shit with. Anyway, so mm-hmm. you know, it's good. Are we allowed to, to speak as we will, as we wish, like free free speech or was like censorship and stuff like that? You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, okay, on the gang, cool. What, what, what are you gonna say? Uh, about relationships, myself. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, personally, like the way I see it, being in, being in relationships from a very young age, I guess from, I guess we start considering it relationships once you get to above, maybe even like, I would personally say 18 plus. I think when we're young, we do experience relationships, but they're not, they're, they teach us things, I guess, but they're not really, um, yeah, because you're not really, you first, first and foremost, you're not living with the person nor do you really share your life like that. You kind of just like see each other, hook up, you know, go on dates. Yeah, I guess it is a relationship to, to a degree, but I, I kind of consider them as just like, you know, testing grounds, I guess. You know, part of you growing up, you know, I really believe relationships itself really begin once you even get to like, I think, an adulthood where you can actually make sound decisions, you know, about who you are, who you, who you want to be with, I guess. And a lot of times, like people get into relationships in high school. Mm. You guys are just around each other all the time. And then mm. that's how you get into a relationship. And then is it really ever that serious? Like it might be in the moment, but like a lot of times it won't last outside of high school. And like, cause you're still young. You want to have time to explore and mm. people and find yourself. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's real shit. Cause like, um, Look, I won't say high school relationships aren't real because some people start dating in high school and make it outside of high school as well. I end up like, you know, getting married or even just dating a while after high school as well. But the truth is, you know, 
it is that environment that you're in. You know, you see these people every day kind of do the same things at school, have sort of similar groups of people. So that like that relationship itself hasn't really explored much of life besides that little world that you guys know, which is school. And then, you know, obviously home and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's not really like a, I don't think it's a, like, it's not a life experience that you can really like uh, take super seriously. Again, I, I did say some relationships really do work from high school. It's obviously very rare. But um, yeah, high school relationships are just, I think that, if you leave it at that, that should be its own category, like high school relationships. Yeah, we should. Yeah. No, I really agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, once you are, I think once you are outside of high school and like, you know, you get to explore the world a bit more and start to know yourself and who you want to be in life. And then that's when we choose people accordingly, you know, um, people we want to grow with and, you know, watch each other success. I mean, succeed and fail. But that's like, it's, it's a better choice once you've graduated and, you know, you can make life decisions like what sort of job you really want, you know, what sort of person you want to be. And once you get into a relationship from that point on, I think that's when it's like, okay, this is real. This is what's up. Yeah. I feel like even like these days, the, even not just relationships, but like the dating culture, I feel like it's so trashed because mm. you know how back in the days, like the guys would plan a date and then they go out on a date and then they actually get to know each other before they get into a relationship. It's so fast paced. Mm. Mm. That's true. Uh, personally, for me, I will say that I do believe that the, today's society and culture really plays into that. And what I mean by that is social media, uh, the, ex- the exposure that young people have to, you know, celebrities and even just, um, yeah, literally celebrities, I believe, like people online, not even just celebrities, my bad. Celebrities, people online who have social media platform who like express their opinions, their relationships. Or, for example, someone looks at like Nicki Minaj and her boyfriend and thinks, you know, that's what a relationship is meant to be like. And then you look at freaking uh, Angelina Jolie and I think, is she dating Brad Pitt? I don't even know. But something like that, you know what I mean? Like Kanye and Kim, for example, you look at them at a young age and you think, okay, this is how it's meant to be, you know? Whereas back then you kind of have to look at like your father or your uncle or your brother or like, you know, the things you learn are from like real life experiences, close to us. But these, this day and age, we'll look at, you know, everyone around the world and that kind of influences how we see relationships, you know what I mean? So I think like, um, you know, for example, you see a woman get treated like trash online by some guy, but then she runs back to him again, you know, and you're watching that from your house, like in the comfort of your bed and you think like, well, he might treat me like trash, but you know, this celebrity that I really, really fuck with went back to her, man. He was garbage too. You know, it's just love. It's the way it's meant to be. And those kind of things are are things that I think are really bad to pick up on. Yeah. And they shape the dating culture of today's age. Real shit. Like for real, for real. Yeah, people see see things in the comments. Yeah. Like, it's not for everybody. And, like, you, these celebrities don't show everything. They might seem perfect, but they might be fighting every day. You don't know. That's what I mean. Social media is so, like, it's such a mask that it's not good. And when I say this, I, I really speak about young people. You know, people like my age, even 22 and, and even to 22 to 25 or from 18 to 25 or even since we're talking about social media, like, from year seven you know, to you graduate, like a lot of the things we do these days are influenced by social media. So it's really, really scary because you can be an 18 year old guy, you know, just living a regular life and you have a partner and there's, there's this other 18 year old guy online who's really rich, successful, famous by 18. And like, 
you know, you see him taking his girl to the fucking Bahamas or whatever at 18 years old. Yeah, this shit happens. This is real, you know, and um, you're like, fuck, that's not me. I can't do that. Like, it really affects you personally, which then affects your relationship. It's even worse if your partner's also looking at that couple as well. Like, damn, her boyfriend took her to the Bahamas at 18. Like, what the fuck? What are we on? You know? Yeah, this comparison shit. Yeah, man. It's really scary. It's very, very scary. Yeah. I think, I think like, obviously, some, a lot of people aren't influenced by that, but I feel like the vast majority of people today who date, who do anything really, like, we're really influenced by social media, you know, and it's scary because, like, people aren't making their own decisions or choices anymore. You know, we're making choices based on what we see and what people like. You know, and like, you know, for example, like you date a girl, you know, you think she's really pretty, she's really cool, but like all your friends are saying, nah, she's not all that, she's not all that. You know, and then you see the type of girls they like online and all that kind of stuff. And you think, yeah, okay, I want to go like that too. But that's not usually real. You know, that girl that your friends are like liking the, liking the photos or hyping up or whatever, like she might be on some editing bullshit, you know, some filters. So none of all this bullshit that's not really real or authentic, you know, and then you dump your shorty who's just like a really good girl to go chase shit like that. But then when you chase shit like that, you realize you really ain't all that. And now you've just lost a pretty good girl for yourself because of your your friends or what you've seen online. And that's just scary, man. I'm so materialistic. Mm, you're telling me, bro. I'm so shallow. Yeah. I'm not everything. Look everything on mm. me. Mm, and that's the problem. You see, when it's back to, I keep talking about social media, but like, I, it's really hitting me right now. Like, you can't tell a person's personality by, you know, the amount of likes they have or by what their picture looks like or what their Instagram feed is like. You know what I mean? That's just what you see. There's nothing else to it, really. You know, it's all better yet. It's what that person allows you to see. Yeah. You know, so some scary shit, man. So we'll speak on this topic. What do you think? What's your personal opinion on dating young? Um, I feel like I don't have a problem with dating young because... I feel like we have to learn the lesson the hard way. We need to, we need to see, mm. you know, how we are in relationship and, you know, what we want mm. and what we don't want out of it. And it's trial mm. and error, honestly, trial and error. Because even though, you know, I talk to some really shitty men in my life, I don't, I don't regret <laughs> it. I don't like, because, you know, it made me see, mm. made me realize my worth personally, like made me see who I am as a person and, what I tolerate, what I want to tolerate, what I won't tolerate. And for me, without that, mm. I would still be very lost and be, you know, giving myself to the wrong people. And I feel like you need that kind of mm. life experience. Most definitely. I totally agree with that. You know, I, I personally used to think at some point in time, I think when I was about 18, 19 or 20, I had this thought in my, in my head like, bruh, dating young is such a fucking waste of time. Like, this is some bullshit. If I have children, I would definitely encourage them not to date young at all until, like, you know, they're outside of high school or they're about to get on with their lives and stuff like that. But then I realized I had a moment of, like, I just realized, you know, like a, what is it, spark plug? That, that light bulb on your head, you know, I just thought to myself, like, yeah, I just thought to myself, huh? That word, I trashed that word. Epiphany. Epiphany? Epiphany, right, right, right. And I realized, I was just thinking to myself, you know what? You know, I might, I may have had some bad experiences or whatnot, but truth be told, these, these things are very, um, educational, to be honest, like to learn about even 
look, even just to learn about a woman's anatomy from your own point of view, like not from social media or from class, like you're actually seeing a woman's body at a young age. Like I'm not talking about some creepy shit. I mean, like, you know, even 16 years old, for example, that's a legal age for sex here, I'm pretty sure, in Australia. Um, even from that age, like to look at a woman's body and to look at your own body, like to get intimate with someone else, you learn a lot. You know, I'm not encouraging um, young people to go out there and have sex or whatnot. I'm just saying, like, from my personal experiences, I think those lessons are very important because young people watch a lot of porn, and that's that's the truth, you know. But that kind of stuff that you see in porn is not real life. That's not how it actually happens in real life, you know. It can get like that. There's no cap with that. She can get freaky in real life, no cap. But um, it's not always like that. Like, for example... Some guys, a lot of young men think that you just got to get in that shit and just ram. Like, you know, like a fucking raging bull, just ram. But like, some of that shit can hurt. You know what I mean? And these are things you can't, yeah, you just can't learn from reading and, and just watching. Like, you got to experience that, you know, with a person physically. You know, so I, I do think young relationships are very, very educational. You know, they, um, and they help shape you as well. You know, like, like you said earlier, like, you know, it allows you to know your worth, what you will, tolerate and won't tolerate what you want in a man or a woman you know so yeah i think it is beneficial in a sense but there is a lot of pain that comes with it as well yeah but no pain no gain honestly. oh real shit man that works that's that's in yeah. every sense of life man you can't go through life without experiencing no type of pain you have to mm. Mm. and it, it's really up to the person to see to see that as well because a lot of people don't learn and then they keep going back to toxic relationships or going to people who um, are not good for them and it becomes a mm. cycle and they just never learn but those people you know they might yeah. can you hear me properly wow oh, yeah perfect they have a lot of healing to do but what I've noticed mm. is that a lot of people don't heal before they get into relationship and then that's why 100%. so many relationships are toxic and that's why I feel like a lot of people glorify toxic relationships because nobody healed yeah yeah that's real not even just nobody's healed like people are so fucking childish man like real shit you know like toxic relationships are very very glorified and again it goes back to that social media bullshit bro you know you know you see fucking uh quaver by a sweetie like a fucking hundred thousand dollar car or whatever they're all in love and shit and then you know two weeks later he's cheating on her whatnot and uh he's taking the car back like what is that bro like what the fuck <laughs> How do you give me a... Huh? So? cheating left, right, and center, and they're still together, and people look at that. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's the thing, like... And that's one thing I, I have to admit, you know, even though I'm talking a lot of shit about social media and um, what people take in from the internet, from celebrities and stuff, the truth is celebrities, whether you have 100 million followers or 10,000 or 20,000, whatever celebrities considered anyways... You're still a human being. And that's one thing people forget. You know, we look at these guys and like, we really, really critique them and, um, break down all the shit they're doing. Like, oh, Cardi B's a, ma- a bad mother. She used to be a stripper, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But Cardi B's not the only mother who used to be a stripper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just a celebrity. So everyone knows about the business pretty much, but she's not the only person. They're real people. And that's one thing young people, I feel like should understand a lot. Even older people, I guess, but it's, um, they may be famous, they may be very rich, they may have a lot of status and, you know, all that kind of cool shit. They're still human beings. They're not different from you and I. They bleed red. You know, they get tired like we do. They get hungry like we do. So it's like, if you don't think you're a perfect being, 
then just understand that they wouldn't be either, whoever you look up to, you know? Some people, like, have that mindset is like, oh, they're, they're famous. Um, it's expected. They're going to get hate. And, but, like, does that mean you can hate on them just because they have so many followers and have all this money? Like, that, that doesn't make them bulletproof from the hate or, you know, be affected by what they read in their comments. Look, I'll be honest with you. I feel like a lot of hate comments are really just people projecting their own insecurities. You know, like, I, I'll look at Chris Brown. I'll see he's tall, he's handsome, he's in shape, he's really talented, you know, but I'll hate Rihanna in 2009. Ah, oh, Chris Brown's this, Chris Brown's that. I get it. That's, that's something that's not okay with. But how many women or men get abused and it's not covered by social media or the news? You know what I mean? You heavily crucify yeah. one person you know, because they have wealth, status, and fame, and forget. You know what? People hold grudges. And yeah. People have moved on. No, real shit. Like, we personalize, and I'm going to say we, because I'm not someone that's a celebrity, obviously. I mean, like, we personalize a lot of celebrities' problems, like it's our own, you know? Why are a lot of women yeah. out here, like, fighting for Rihanna when that lady is literally chilling, vibing, you know? And they're now, right? Or something like that. Say it again. Cool now. They're, yeah, they they were cool a while ago because you gotta understand. Like, look, people look at their relationship like it was one of their own. Like, some people thought it was like mom and dad vibes. Other people was like, oh yeah, they're my homies. But real shit, these niggas don't know you, bro. Like, you know, they're doing them. They're just do, living their life. The only thing is, the difference between your life and theirs is there's cameras in their lives. You know, like mad cameras. You know, but how there's been a lot of men who've been abused by women and still stay with that lady because they love them or. A woman's been abused by a man who still stays with them because they love them. But the thing people don't see is that those couples work through that shit. They talk, they communicate, they get counseling, mm-hmm. all that kind of bullshit, you know? But we didn't see that with uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna. We didn't see them go to therapy or try to work their shit out or whatnot. We just saw the incident, the aftermath. And that's, you know, people are making comments left, mm-hmm. right, and center. <laughs> Judgments, like, shut the fuck up, bro. No, for real, shut up. Like, what do you know? <laughs> but I think since since on this topic as well, like, I think one thing I really do like about relationships, uh, and it's not just like it's easy or it's it's you know you, this just happens to you, you walk out of it, whatever. I think it builds a lot of character. You know, it builds a lot of character in you as an individual. You know, because you're not just living on your own or doing your own thing as well. You care about someone else. You know what I mean? And through caring for someone else and yourself, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. You know, like you said earlier, what you tolerate, what you like, what you don't like. Those things are very important moving forward in life. If you decide to end this current relationship, mm-hmm. you will know moving forward, you know, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Okay. And that's very important, bro. It's very important. Because I'll tell you this, I don't want to be 30 years old going to my first relationship, yeah. having had, for example, no sex, which is, there's no shame in that, by the way. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm just trying to say, personally, myself, I wouldn't want to be 30 years old going to my first relationships, having had no sexual experience, no dating experience, nothing. Because it's like, okay, what do we do now? This is what I see on TV. Should we try it? Like, I'm 30, bro. I should know what the fuck I'm trying to do right now. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, I understand where you come from. You know how you were talking about how social media influences like a lot of relationships as well? Um, also, mm. I always bring it back to this, but your home life as well and, and you know, seeing how your oh, parents yeah, were raised and how you were raised by your parents as well really shapes how you interact with mm. your significant other. And a lot of people really don't talk about this in relationships, but it has a very, very big impact on it. 
<laughs> you know, growing up, if you see your parents, like, you know, they love each other, they show each other affection, mm. you know, they fight, but they work things out. Like, you know, it's healthy relationship all guide you into, you know, being a healthy partner, you know, being the mm. partner and, you know, having the patience to work things out. But, you know, when you grow up and, you know, your mom is not there or your dad's not there or, you know, they have a toxic relationship, they're always fighting. That's what you end up seeking in a partner like, subconsciously without even knowing. Like, well, allow the abuse, you allow them no to, shit. you know, be toxic. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know that because it's some, it's subconscious. Mm. It's unconscious, you know, because that's all you know. That's what you saw growing up. So it's normal to you. Mm. And I feel like that's why a lot of people are stuck mm. in those abusive relationships and can't get out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, um, personally myself, um, at home in my own environment, I haven't really, I wasn't really influenced by my parents' relationship, you know, because my father wasn't usually around. And when he was around, it wasn't very often and things didn't go so well. I'm not talking about some abusive bullshit, left, right, not, none of that shit. Just like as people, you know, I, I didn't see that sort of like love that I want to learn from and all that kind of stuff, you know. But like, for example, I have one friend of mine, one good friend of mine who uh, has two loving parents who work really well together. They have a beautiful family and he's always talking on social media about, you know, his parents, and their relationships and, you know, how it is and how he wants to be when he is with a partner eventually in the future. And I look at that and I'm very, very like fond of that because I love that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's a young man around my age who has two loving parents who love each other, work very hard for one another and care about their family a lot. And you're growing up around that. You know, I just can't imagine how well he would treat his woman when he eventually gets one. You know what I mean? Like that's, it really does start from home. That's the first thing we learn, you know? And I realized that from, from my personal yeah. Um, situation at home with my parents, I realized that I didn't want to be like my father because he just wasn't a very present husband. You know, he was always out working or doing something or in a different country doing stuff, you know, and I, I just realized like when I get married and I find that person eventually um, and we decide, you know, to get like married and start our family and stuff, that's the kind of father I want to be. Very present, very loving, working hard, you know, raising a beautiful family and stuff. So, yeah, bro. You know, for example, there are a lot of young men um, in the African community or even in the European community who grow up with parents who are physically abusive, you know, like the fathers abuse the mother when she's out of line or when anything bad happens, you know. And it's really bad because a lot of men grow up thinking, if my woman disrespects me or gets out of line with me or whatnot, I use that get out of line very lightly. I don't know what the fuck a line is, but... um, if my woman gets out of line with me or whatever, I can, I can give her a smack and that's okay. You know, because you see your father doing that kind of shit. Yeah. And your father's obviously doing it because he thinks he's the right thing to do. You know, so here you are growing up a young boy. When you get older and you have your woman, you know, and she might say some things you don't agree with. Well, you might just give her a smack because you think that's okay. But that's fucking physical abuse, bro. That's domestic case right there. You know, your next minute, your next thing you know, the police is outside your house, you're in handcuffs. You're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? This is normal. But it's not. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, and it's like, like you said, like you saw how, you know, your your parents' relationship was and you chose not to be like your dad. Mm. And at, at the end of the day, it ends up being your own responsibility to mm-hmm. shape out your life and how you want it to be. And you, you take, you see what you grew up with. You see what's around you. 
you pick and choose what mm. you want to bring with you and what you want to say. Like you have to analyze literally every aspect of your life because it was, it guides you through your life. And if you don't choose carefully, you end up repeating the cycle that your family started. And your parent, and then your children are going to have mm. to, you know, learn from you. And you don't want to set a bad example. But a lot of the time, people don't know that they're setting a bad example. Because like I said, Real shit. No, it's, it's, and you said it earlier before, like, a lot of people don't take the time to heal and get over their own, like, uh, their own traumas and whatnot. And, you know, they start dating and stuff. And that's really dangerous because you have subconsciously, even sometimes you're not even aware of it. You know, you have all these characteristics and traits from your family environment that you take and you bring into this relationship with a different person from a different family, a different environment, you know, and it's really not okay. And, and that's why I, I, am still very 50-50 against like, um, not against, but I'm 50-50 on people dating young because there's a lot of things that we have to work through as we get older that other people shouldn't be dealing with. You know what I mean? Like my problems that I've encountered or that I've been raised with or whatnot shouldn't be the problems that my girlfriend faces as well. You know what I mean? Because as you get older, you should seek the correct help or even not even, I mean, you might not have to seek help, but even just, Talk it out with your parents or friends and whatnot. Get that proper, like, get that bullshit out of your system before you put it on someone else. Cause it's not fair for someone else to be dealing with yeah. shit that your parents put you through and trying to help you when the whole time, the whole point of this is just to be in a relationship. And I get that, you know, sometimes in relationships, it's not just sometimes, most of the time we help each other. You know, I have issues. You have issues. We love each other. We work yeah. through it. But at the same time, some of those problems can be so big and complicated. That it's hard. And you make your relations a lot harder because of all these unsolved issues you have from your childhood or from, you know, your teenage years or whatnot. That's the thing. You know, that's what I realized with, like, a lot of my situationships. That Mm. they had so much trauma that they couldn't, Mm. you know, commit to me because of that. And it's like, I didn't deep it at the time, but, like, Mm. once I started, like, realizing everything... It was like, I'm not your therapist. I want you to be happy. I don't want you to Real be like, shit, man. anything like that. But it's not my place to, you know, try and heal you. You got to do that shit yourself. And most of the time, mm. they didn't want to heal, but they were putting that shit on you anyway. Mm. I am not your therapist. Go work that mm-hmm. shit out on yourself. And then when you're ready. No, I, I, I love, yeah, yeah. Mm. I love that you say that because real shit, bro, like as a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you're not there to be a fucking therapist. It's different to talk to one another and like express problems or issues that we have, but to try and have your partner solve your problems is fucked up. And it's not okay. Yeah. It's literally fucked up. Yeah, bro. You know, like I, I've been in relationships where like I could, I felt like I couldn't even express myself because my partner has so many issues that they're going through. You know, where when I have a problem, I can't really speak to that person. Because why the fuck would I put my issues on you when you already have all this bullshit going on in your life that's like, you know, an everyday struggle type of thing? Do you know what I mean? So a lot of like, I'm going to speak for the men and personally myself as well. Like a lot of women say their boyfriend doesn't speak to them about their problems. Um, you know, they don't open up and, you know, they don't get really deep with them and stuff. And it's, it's also very important to ask yourself, you know, why that might be difficult for them. It could also be because of the environment they grew up in where they don't really express their feelings at home. But sometimes it's because of you. You know, you have a lot of problems that 
you're constantly talking about, you know, my dad this, my mom this, my uncle this, my auntie that, my little sister this and that, that it becomes harder for your partner to even express their problems to you because they're always listening to your issues, you know? So that's one thing I think it's, it's very important to know. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend is not your fucking therapist. If you need that, there's professionals mm-hmm. all around the world. There's helplines. There's all these things you can do. And I really, really am up for um, therapy. I really encourage that for anybody who feels like they're going through anything. It's very important. Because you learn so much about yourself that you, you might not even know about. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> You're telling me, bro. <laughs> Therapy. Yeah. Everybody's going through it. Yeah, everyone's going through it, man. Life is hard. You know, this shit ain't easy. If life is already hard for you as an individual, imagine now coming together as two people. You know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes it can get harder, sometimes it can get easier, but it's just tough regardless. Another thing as well, communication. Very important. It's so important in relationships. Very if you I think it's the number one most important thing, to be honest with you. It is. Yeah. That seems very bad. You yeah, man. And then, like, that can create, like, secret animosity. Or, um, what's called Real shit. Misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. And then this thing, don't get solved. Mm-hmm. More arguments. And then you guys don't even know where it started from in the first place because you guys never expressed it to each other. Mm. Mm. And, you know, on that topic, Sora, I think it's very important to understand in communication that there are things called love languages, you know, like we're all different people. We all have different ways we yeah. love. Huh? That's the one. I feel like yeah. you can get into a relationship, get to know your other person's love language. Yeah. You know, if you like, look, the talking stage is very important because that's when you get into know the person before you even make that like. Oh, we be my girlfriend or we be my boyfriend because, you know, I really encourage some women to shoot their shots and ask men out. <clears throat> Anyways, um, no, it's very important because when you're talking to that person, like they're like your best friend type of thing. It's when you're getting to know them, yeah. you know, and you should be learning about them. And even when you are together, you can still learn so much more about the person and you are constantly learning and evolving as people together and alone, you know, but it's very important. For example, for me, like, you know, my love language would be physical action. You know, I love to do things for the person I'm with, you know, make her feel special, um, take her out, you know, even things like cleaning her car or buying her food. That for me is me showing you my love, you know, but um, some people aren't like that. Some people, communication is their love language. They love to be told, you know, how much you love them, how much you value them, you know, and that's okay. Like you don't need to have the same love language to be together. That's never the thing, bro. It's all about understanding what your partner likes and how they like to be loved or shown that they're loved. Like, look, I'm, I'm very lucky that, um, my current partner is, um, someone who's very smart, very intelligent and has done a lot of self development, you know, things like therapy and you're just looking inward and, you know, working on yourself as a person because it allows us to communicate mm-hmm. properly like something. I don't do everything right. Never. Like, I've never done anything completely right in a relationship. You know, there's always mistakes. There's always errors. But if you can communicate that, you know, your partner can tell you like, look, Jeff, um, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. I didn't like that. You hurt me and all that kind of stuff. But then it's on me to be like, okay, cool. I did hurt you. I did the wrong thing. How can I improve? It's very important to ask your partner how you can improve on an area where you failed. Mm-hmm. Instead of just assuming you know what to do next time. 
you know, because that's what we're talking about here, communication. You should ask yeah. the problem. You should ask the person what the problem is okay. and ask how you can fix the problem so it doesn't repeat itself, you know? Yes. Like, you, you guys are growing together, like, every day. Every yeah, day. every day, man. You know, and it, also another thing as well, it's, it's bad, and I think it's a mistake to assume you completely know somebody because, like you just said, we're growing every day. Our interests change. You know, the things we want to do in life change, changes. You know, so it's like you may know Jeffrey from 2020, but Jeffrey from 2021 is, is a different person or is evolving to a different person. So it's important to keep up with one another and just keep communicating and talking, you know, because shit, bro. That's just very fucking important, bro. You might fuck, up, fuck around and make a mistake, you know, by not asking the person you're with, like, oh, what did I do wrong or whatnot, keeping the same shit. But in your head, you think you're improving on it, but you're not because you haven't asked the person, you know. Hmm. Fuck around, get dumped. And like, what the fuck did I do? But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you've been doing the same shit. (laughs) That's that's the problem. Yeah, and I think consistency in relationships as well is very important. It's the talking stage. Let's talk about the talking stage. Consistency, I can't say the word, but in the talking stage is so important. Because Mm. it's like, I don't know if, like, I know some girls, girls would be inconsistent as well, but for my sense, like, I don't know why the guys I've been with have been very, very, very inconsistent. Like, you know, like one second they're there and then they're like, oh, I want you, all of this, that, 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 making, like, you know, making me think like, you know, okay, this this could be something. And then completely ghost. Mm. And then they pop up out of nowhere like, hey, mm. what's up? Like, no, this is not what we're going to do. This is not what we're going to do. Mm. No, look, I, I, men, honestly, I'll, I'll speak on men and I'm not going to generalize because everyone is different, you know, but like a lot of men don't really know what they want, bro. That's the truth. You know, it's in women, in cars, you know, in houses, like men are very indecisive. It's, it's really silly. Like you, you know, the indecisive thing, were like the inconsistent thing with like the guys in your life and it's like telling you that he wants you. And then like two weeks later, you're like, you're not showing anymore. And for you, it's very confusing. It's a lady, like, what the fuck? You just told me you like me. I'm cool with that. I like you too. I want to make this work. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, you're telling me some other bullshit. It's because they say a lot of things to please the person. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of men say shit just make you happy. And like, oh, yeah, she's happy. Okay, cool. We're going good. But the thing is, when you're not saying it from your heart, when you don't truly mean that shit, you will end up hurting somebody for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, you will definitely end up hurting somebody. And you can, you can end up hurting yourself as well because you might actually have like a down-to-earth girl, like a real ride-or-die type thing, you know, but you're fucking around being a little boy, being inconsistent and, you know, trying to test the waters or she's cool, she likes me, I like her too, but this girl's also cool and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can't fuck around like that, you know? If you want multiple wives, look, convert to Islam and do your thing because that's, that's allowed in there. Real shit, it's, you know. No, that's, that's part of the religion. I'm not even being disrespectful. I'm just being honest. You know, if you want multiple women, that's what you do. But if not, you know, do your research. And I don't mean Google research. I mean, like, research within yourself. And, you know, as you are with that person, keep learning about them and see if this is actually what you want before you say some bullshit. You know what I mean? A lot of niggas decide um, decide on something before they've actually properly evaluated. Like, you know. You are listening to this and you are inconsistent. Do <laughs> better. <laughs> I didn't say that, nigga. I didn't say that. And then go get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's true, bro. Like, it's really true. You know, I fucked around with women when I was younger. Like, 
I fuck the women that I like in the moment, you know, then I go home and I don't like them, but I'm telling them I still like them. You know what I mean? And it's only now that I'm older, I can, I can understand why that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Cause it's like on text in your face, I'm telling you how much I love you or how much I like you and how much I want to be with you type shit. But I'm by myself. I don't feel none of that shit. You know what I mean? And then there's this random ass breakup that comes out of nowhere. Like, look, I'm not feeling this shit anymore. But like, nigga, you were just telling me you were feeling me. Like, what the fuck happened? You know? Crazy to me. Huh? That's crazy. Like, why you guys like that? <laughs> yeah. Why you guys like that? Which is why I think it's very important to just learn yourself, bro. Like, learn about you before you even fuck around. Look, this is one thing that I, I saw this quote online a while ago. And it was like, it goes, um, it was a meme kind of quote. It's like, men are always looking for the perfect women, blah, blah, blah. Like, but nigga, would you even date you? And most of the time, the answer to that is no. Like, you know, you're out all the time partying, you're fucking around too much, all that kind of stuff. Like, would you even want to be with that kind of person? You know? And if the answer is no, then why the fuck are you presenting that to, to another lady? Like, why the fuck would... Yeah, like... <laughs> no, the question is, would you allow your sister, sister to date somebody like you? Word, there you go. Something like that. No, real shit, you know? I think it's so important, bro. It's so important to realize that, like... Your girlfriend or your or your wife or whatever is one someone's daughter, someone's brother. I mean, wait, someone's daughter and someone's sister. Do you know what I mean? And if you have a sister or a daughter, like you got to really think about how you want them to be treated. You have to set an example. Like even if you don't have anybody to set an example for, set up for mm. yourself because mm. you're letting yourself down too. Real shit, real shit. And look, it's all part of the game. Like you know. Dating, falling in love, falling out of love, getting hurt. Like, it's part of the life of mental experience, you know? It's how we grow as people. Like, we experience pain, we experience love. It's normal. You know, but there are ways you can do that where you don't completely ruin yourself or somebody else. Yeah. You know? And that's one thing I've always, like, um, been against, personally. I've always, like, it's fairy tale. Look, it's not real. You know, I've always wanted to just, like, if things don't end up working between me and this person, we both go our separate ways, but, like, we're both okay. That's not the case in life, you know what I mean? Like, someone will always be more hurt than the other person, always. You know, always, it's always going to happen. You know, you might be like, look, Sora, your relationship was good, but um, it's fine, it's cause for me. I'm not feeling you anymore. I hope you stay safe. I'm out of here. You're like, okay, cool, Jeff. You go your way, you know, and then you start crying and stuff because obviously you're hurt, you know. And even you as a person who's ending that relationship, sometimes you'll still miss that person. It's normal, you know what I mean? But, like, that's just a fairy tale world where, like, I wish things could just be like that. Where, like, if things run their course, we'd better just agree to go our separate ways and we just walk away. But shit gets messy out here, bro. Girls pull up with guns, knives, you know, like, it's fucked up out here, bro. Right. You just unlock something in them that just makes them go, go to a hundred. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially if you really like that person, they're trying to walk out of you, bro. Some things will come out of you that you ain't, you ain't never know was there before. And then, but, I don't even understand how can get to that. Like, you you once loved this person. Now you want them to kill them? Real shit. Man, I, I've heard threats that I never thought I would hear before. Like, once I've separated from a person, like, once we've broken up, I've heard some threats. I was like, what? Like, you going to do that to me? <laughs> like, how long ago are you saying I love you? You going to slash my tires? Like, I'm trying to get to work. <laughs> It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up, bro. You know, um, one time I was at work, you know, I just got out of this relationship and like this girl calls me at work fully screaming and going off at me. I'm like, bitch, I'm at work. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, but it gets like that sometimes. It's fucked up. 
Oh, that reminds me of that um, video of the guy. Um, he went to his car and his girlfriend um, wrote liar on, on, on the car and she spelled it wrong. Yeah. No, I think I think this like this is why it's very important to learn yourself as a character because once you are rejected or you're hurt and you're left, like there there, there are ways to respond that doesn't um ruin your character. You know what I mean? Like because a lot of things like bro, one thing I can't fuck with personally people break up is social media posts. I can't fuck with it, bro. I don't yeah. fuck with it. I, like, why are you putting your business out there? Bro, you look like a fucking tool, man. Like a whole fucking total idiot, bro. Like, and the, the thing is, a lot of people, and, and I, I I speak mostly on women in this case. That's what I've seen it the most from. A guy and a girl get a relationship and she's posting some wild shit online, you know. Either she's half naked out of, out of anger or she's posting quotes or even, you know, pictures of themselves when they used to be together or whatever. Like, I just think, look... You will get five to ten niggas who might respond to that and be like, oh, I'm here for you, babe. I'm here for you, babe. All that kind of stuff. But most of the time, a lot of people who look at your story are laughing at you, bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you look ridiculous. And especially, especially if you do all that bullshit and you get back with that nigga again, it's like, bro, what was the point? Like, what the fuck? Like, might as well embarrass yourself in private as by white checking it. Literally, like you, you aired out all these niggas, um, all these niggas' business online. You know, he's this, he's a lie, he's a fucking manipulator, he's a play, he's a cheat, all this bullshit. And then behind closed doors, you're trying to work shit out. Yeah, like what do you gain from it? What do you gain? My nigga, like you just look so dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like you look so stupid. And I, I, some niggas do this as well. Like I'm not just speaking, I'm not here to hate a woman or whatever. I'm just speaking generally about how this shit goes down, you know? Yeah. I just feel like not everything needs to be on the internet. Nah, man. And that's what people these days are starting to forget. They feel like you have a thousand followers online and you think all oh, them niggas is your friend. Hell nah, bro. Some people are laughing because they've been preying on your downfall and you just gave them that satisfaction. Bro, some niggas online, like on, like for, for girls, even for men as well, some people online just follow you because one, they think you're attractive or you post really cool stuff. They ain't there to see on your relationship bullshit, bro. <laughs> They don't care. That's that's the sad truth. They don't care. No, they're not here to say, oh, me and Jeffrey just broke up after 10 years of dating. I'm so hurt. I'm so broken. Like, that's all true and shit. But not everyone here is here for that bullshit. Yeah, most of the time, like, the guys don't even give a fuck. Like, what happened to speaking to your friends? <laughs> what happened to all that bullshit, you know? Speak to somebody in person. Like, you're going to share all this bullshit for 1,000 people to see it. And now a thousand niggas in your city know about you and your business. <laughs> You're going to be at Macca's chilling with your homegirl and some guy was like, ooh, there's that girl, you know, her nigga left her for another bitch or whatever. Like, bruh. Because you pressed that shit, now everyone knows it. You know what I mean? You could have just kept your mouth shut, dealt with your shit privately. It's really fucked up out here, like the way people are starting to do things this day and age. Oh, man. Yeah. But I want to ask you this on relationships as well. Do you believe that, for example, let's say you're dating a guy, sorry, and like you guys are really close, you know, you love each other, you date for, let's even say like a few months. Oh, no, nah, that's a bit dry. Let's say, let's say like a year or so, okay? You get to know their family and their family loves you and you love their family or whatnot. Do you believe once you guys break up, that's also a family breakup? Or do you think you can kind of get past that and like if, you know, your dad likes your, your ex-boyfriend, you know, they can still be cool and stuff. Um, for me, it's me and, you know, my significant other's um, situation. Like, if I don't like him, 
that's me not liking him. I'm not going to expect my whole family to not like him or like, you know, um, not to fuck with him. Like, unless like, you know, he did me very, very dirty and that is unforgivable, then mm. yeah, I'll be like, that's kind of weird. Like, why are you guys talking to him after he did that shit to me? But if it was like, you know, we just broke up. Like, we're not meant to be mm. together anymore. It didn't work out. That's fine. I don't care because obviously I want to move on. And mm. if they still like him, the one in his their <laughs> lives or whatever, I don't, I could care less. Me personally, like, I don't really give a fuck as long mm. as, you know, nobody's disrespecting anybody and everybody is cool. Mm-hmm. And I have yeah. mm. I, can, I can definitely see that as well. Personally, I think it's, it can be okay. You know, like, some people are more mature than others and, you know, you can still be cool with, like, your ex's uh, dad or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, you see him in the store, you say hello, you can have a quick chat or whatever, like, it's still cool, you feel me? But, I think the best way to go about it, especially if you're not married, like it's a very different ballgame if you're not married, if you guys just dated type shit. I feel like once you guys do break up, you should sort of cut that relationship as well. Cause like, look, one of my ex partners messaged my mom for Mother's Day and I said, nigga, what? <laughs> this bitch hit it with the happy Mother's Day text. I said, nigga, what? Like, what the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> you know, I was like, what the hell? You know? And I asked my mom, did you respond? I said, yeah. She, she goes, yeah. I said, thank you very much. It's very sweet. I was like, bro, fuck that. <laughs> you know, so I think it can work, you know, but. It just, I feel like it just really depends on the situation. Honestly. Real shit, yeah, it does. But personally, I think if you guys weren't married and it wasn't anything too crazy, like, you know, no children shared or no, like, um, property or finances shared type shit, you guys just dated type shit. Once the relationship is dead, you should also dead that family connection, personally. But I just know that there wouldn't be a, a family connection in the first place anyways. <laughs> yeah, like, real shit. Like, it really shouldn't be there, to be honest with you. Like, you know, me and your brother can be really cool friends and all that kind of stuff when we're together. Once we break up, the communication might die down. But if I see him in person, I can still say, well, that's okay. You know, but I think to be reaching out, like, you know, some, hey, bro, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. Like, how's your sister? What's she doing? Blah, blah. It's like, nah, bro. Like, dead that shit. Yeah, man. It's fucked up. You know? Like, I don't think you have to um, communicate on that level once you guys aren't together anymore. You know, I think if you're at the same party and you see, like, your little, your ex-boyfriend's, like, little brother or whatever, you can say hello. Or if you're out and you see him, say hello, have a quick chat type shit. But, like, to be texting him and be like, hey, man, how are you? Hope school is well type shit. Like, I think that's a bit fucked up, you know? Especially if you move on with your life and get a new partner, and here's your ex messaging you like your little brother still, like, "Hey, bro, jump on Fortnite, let's play some PS4." Like, you'd be like, "Nigga, play with my new boyfriend, bro." <laughs> yeah, when you when you're in a whole relationship and you still contacting the family, that's weird. That's why I say I think it should be dead once you guys break up because I feel like your ex partner should not be communicating with your relatives or your your parents. You know, once you've broken up, because once you do move on and they've maintained that relationship still and you have a new partner, it can be fucked up for your new partner as well. Like your partner wouldn't be happy with your ex communicating with your little brother, for example. You know, it's just a lot of like, what the fuck, you know, and sometimes it can make it, it, you, you feel like you have to compete for that position as well. Like I'm the new boyfriend, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be cool with your little brother and stuff, but he's still cool with your ex and they still hang out and still talking. Like you kind of feel like you have to com- compete for that position when it shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. 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 
that's just my personal two cents on that, bro. Yeah, okay, I got a question for you. Mm. How is it like dating outside of your race? And like, you know, did people's opinions like affect you or like your family and the community? Like, how was that for you? I, I think before I even answer that, you know, or as I'm answering it, I feel like one thing people forget when you're um, an African person and you date outside of your race, it's not just that, that race might not upset, accept you. Your own, like, family and, and cousins and friends and stuff might not fuck with it as well. So it's not just like, you know, it's not just that, like, I'm trying to be accepted by this family and they don't like me because I'm black or whatnot. It's also, like, your own family might not fuck with who you're trying to be with as well. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. double-edged sword, and some people don't realize that. Like, it's like, you know, like... I'm trying to fuck with like a Chinese girl, for example, you know, and her parents are like, nah, I didn't fuck date him. He's not a, he's not a doctor or it's not this. This is stereotypical, of course. Um, he's not an engineer. It's not anything very like a lot of Asians are into like really, really smart shit. Just, just to be honest. Yeah. You know, like if you're a construction worker or whatnot and, and you're black, you know, two things that they don't fuck with. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's literally a double homicide, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough. You know, um, I just want to highlight that because some people think that like, when you date outside of your race, it's only hard to get accepted into that person's family. But like your own family as well might not fuck with it. And that's a problem too, you know. But um, for me personally, uh, I don't think you have to date within your race. I think it's great if you do. I think it's important. Look, I don't fuck with people who say stuff like as a black man, like I, I can't date black women because they're too much trouble or they're too much this. I think that's hate. And that's a lot of self-hate there because you're not, you're not. That's one thing I, I, I have a problem mm. with. I don't, get, like, I don't care who the hell you date as long as you're mm. not putting down black women while you're doing it. Because mm. you're a black person. Like, why would you put down niggas from your own race? Honestly. It makes no sense, you know. It's okay for you to like black women as well, but you haven't dated them. Fair enough. That's I. You know, it's not from a point of hate or whatever. You just haven't found another black person that you actually want to date type shit. You know what I mean? You still find them beautiful. You still find them attractive, all that kind of stuff. But you personally haven't met somebody you know, from your own race that you want to be with. That's I, you know what I mean? But I don't fuck with it when it comes from a point of like, nah, I only want Indian women because I don't like black girls. Like, they're fucked up. They're too loud. And this was like, bro, shut the fuck. All you got to say is that you like this person. That's it. Literally, that's it. Stop there. Stop there. There's no A, B, C, D. It's just this person. That's nah, it. That's it. Yeah. But um, onto the main question, I think it can be hard. Of course, like, there is the relationship you have with your partner, you know, like, let's say, like, your, for example, my girlfriend, like, she's Indian, you know, and um, we get along very well, you know, but then when it comes to the family point of view, that can be a bit tough, you know, because her family might want her to be with another Indian guy, you know, who's similar to their family, has a so similar interest, and it's not always just because of, like, um, or he's black or he's this or that. There's, there's the thing I think a lot of parents think about as well is character, like where you come from or your partner, where your partner's coming from, because culture is very important to a lot of our parents. You know what I mean? Like you want someone who can carry on your culture with your, with your partner. It doesn't just completely eradicate that, you know? So it can be tough. And I, and I, and I have found it pretty tough personally for my personal experiences, but that's not just because of, um, they don't like me because of, um, you know, what I'm doing with my life and whatnot. A lot of the times what I find the tough, the, the hardest thing that I found from my personal experiences is not being liked because of your skin color. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not about who I am as a person, what I do or what I like, my interests. It's not, it's not about, none of that shit matters. That's not why they don't like me. 
you know, they don't like me just because of my skin color. And that's when it gets really tough because you can't change that shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's who I am, you know, so it can be really hard to be with someone that you like and they like you yeah. as well. But he is the family pressures of, oh, well, he's not white. You know, he doesn't understand our culture. You know, black people just have their own culture and it's this, this and that, you know, but it's like dad or mom, I can't change that. Like I can't change his skin color where he comes from. That's just who he is. You know, so I think the hardest part for me personally would be getting the hate yeah. based on my skin color and my country of origin as opposed to who I am as a person. Bro, if you don't like me being with your daughter because of who I am as a person, as in like, you don't like the shit that I do, that's understandable. But to not like me based on my skin color and my ethnicity is like, bro, nigga, I can't do shit about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough. You know, so I think dating outside of your race can be a very dangerous mm-hmm. game for, one, yourself and your mental health. Real shit. You know, because it's, it's tough to hear that, like... Yeah. So many people just yeah. disapproving. Bro, I've, I've been disapproved of by a lot of people's parents, like a lot of girls' parents, without even being met before. Like, they, they ain't even met me yet. You know what I mean? They're just here, oh, this is my boyfriend and mom or dad, and, you know, he's black, and, you know, it's from Africa, whatnot. What? Nah, 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 fuck that, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I've been called some things that, like, I, I think it's fucked up to say in front of your daughter to, to another guy. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are black, you guys just steal stuff and you don't really do anything with your life. It's like, nigga, what? Like, what do you even know about me? You know, you've seen my skin color or my hair and you've just judged me from there and that's it. Boom. I hate, yeah, it's hard, man. It's like, are you dating, are they dating you or is it their daughter? It's like, all right, you mm. can not like it, but you don't have to say all that shit. Well, at the end of the day, mm. you know, the daughter's going to date whoever they want to date. Like, you're going to date whoever you want to date. You just got to accept that. And mm. all that hatred shit, all that Unnecessary shit. I, I really hate it so much. Mm. And you know what, sorry, at the same time as well, it's hard as well because, like, for example, now I'm 22. I'm a bit more mature. I can stand up for myself. I'm a bit wiser and stuff, you know. But imagine being a 16-year-old boy being hated on by your mm-hmm. girlfriend's father because just of your skin color. You know, like, how do you deal with that at that age? It's hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's really tough. Like, it really impacts you as a person, as a young kid. You know, you're 16, for example. Like, you know... Yeah, it's fucked up. And a lot of parents who aren't pro-dating, like, a lot of parents who aren't pro-interracial dating don't realize that sometimes, like, you're talking to a young person, you know, like, you're 40 years old and this person is, even if they're 18, even if you're 20 years old, like, there's still a 20-year 20 year age gap between you guys. You know, you're literally talking to a person that's way younger than you and hating on them. Like, that's fucked up and it really hurts that person in ways you can't even imagine, especially if it's based on their race or skin color. You know? Yeah. Oh, of course not. Of course not. It's so crazy how still to this day, interracial dating is still so looked down upon and people still have such a big issue about it. And look, that's one of the topics I wanted to cover in this this, um, topic, actually. I wanted to talk about um, dating outside of your race from a young person's point of view and my personal take on it. Look, I understand it's very tough. You know, for example, like um, young Muslim girls, it's hard for them as well because you, you, in your religion, in your culture, you're, you know, um, taught to marry a man of your faith as well or to be with a man of your faith as well, you know. And 
a lot of Asian women that are like told to be with Asian women. And, and a lot of us are, to, are, are told from our parents or from our families to be with people from our cultural background or our race. You know what I mean? But yeah, but I think for me personally, and I get it, it's hard. It's not the same for everyone. You know, I think that like there's going to be a point in, in time where you've just got to say, fuck it. What, what about what, whatever your parents are saying or your family is saying, you've got to say, fuck it and make your own decision. Because at the end of the day, yeah. they're not going to be with this person or live with this person. You are. You know, so if you have a great person in front of you and you really, really love them and your parents or your family doesn't fuck with it, like there's got to be a point in time where you just say, fuck it. You know, if you get a bit of hate from your parents from that, all that kind of stuff, understandable. A lot of us don't want that to happen. Of course, you know, so a lot of us love our parents and want to make them proud and happy. But if your parent is happy to literally make you sad and, and depressed and, you know, go against your, you know, what you want to do as in be with this specific person, then you should be able to say, nah, fuck that. I want to make my own decision. It's really important because that's how we, we live a happy life. We make our own choices. You know, you don't want to be with, I don't want to be with another African girl just because my dad wants me to. Like, I'm not trying to fucking please my dad like that. I'm trying to please myself. You, know, you don't, you don't want to look down at the dinner table in 15 years yeah. and look at your family and kids and be like, oh, I never liked this bitch like that. You know what I mean? That's where all these bullshit ass things come from. Like we, a lot of men start doing some bullshit, like, you know, going out with other women and sleeping around and all this bullshit, you know, because you're not making the choice for yourself. You're not making a choice that makes you happy from jump. Yeah. And no matter what you do, this guy Oh, real shit, man. Real shit. So I'll do whatever the fuck you want to do mm. because there's always people hating regardless. Mm. That shouldn't be the driving force of what like what you do in your life. Agreed, man. <clears throat> Agreed. Agreed. It's very, very important to put your foot down at some point in time. You know, look, especially if you're, if you're a young adult, like I think once you get to the age of 20 and above, you know, it's look, it's really tough when you're living at home and you're not independent, like you don't live with your own. It's really tough because like you are in this house and under your parents' guidance and protection, you're in their home, you know. But if you yeah. are living by yourself, and you pay your own bills and making your own decisions type shit. You shouldn't let your parents influence anybody you date, really. You know, you're an independent person now. You know, obviously take your lessons from your parents and the teachings and all that kind of stuff, but make your own decisions, date who you want. And I think it's the Dr. Umas of the Black community. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Dr. Kumar? Is his name Kumar? Oh, Isn't his name gosh. Kumar? Oh, uh, Umar, yes, Dr. Umar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people, like, those, like you, they say that you can't be pro-black and they outside your race. Mm. And it's like, yes, you can. First of all, who the fuck are you to tell me what the, who the fuck I am? <laughs> like, you God, nigga, is the, is the name God in, in your name as well? Like, did you create me or some shit? You, know, you, can, you can be pro-anything and do what the fuck you want to do. And that's why it, it's still so looked down upon because of those people. Mm. And they they feed it into you know little people little, their kids' minds and they just like put it out there into the universe that black men should only date black men black oh not black men. oh yeah black black men can date black men and black men can date, can date. <laughs> you said it again bro <laughs> well yes black men can date black men I feel you okay for black men to date black yeah men. you know you can also date outside your race as well. Mm. 
can be and still, you know, put BLM in your bio. You don't have to take it out because you're dating, you know, somebody that's not from your race. No, it's like once I date a white woman and I'm black, I'm a black man, I'm officially a white man now, right? That's, that's what they think, yeah. right? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense, bro. And uh, this is what this it goes back to what we were saying earlier on in the podcast. Like these social media influencers and these people with platforms and stuff that talk their shit, they're allowed to do that. But be very careful what you take in, bro. Be very fucking careful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah. It's like you personally wouldn't date a white woman. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. But shame other people for doing it. Again, who the fuck are you to tell me what I can and can't do in my life? Like it's my it's my life, my choices. You're gonna tell me who the fuck I should be with, but you're not paying my bills or doing anything for me in my life besides talking shit. And I'm supposed to sit at home and listen to you and take your advice. Nah, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's it's dangerous and it's harmful to you and like you know what you think about or the information we're taking is very very dangerous, especially on social media. Very yeah. dangerous. And it's like they diminish you when they find out that you're dating a white woman. Mm. It's like like people, people can have so much respect for you and like oh. We lost, we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I hate seeing that, especially on like when a black uh, celebrity dates another woman who's not black or whatnot. It's like, oh, we lost one. We lost. I'm like, he's still black. She's still black. <laughs> like, is he 21? Yeah, like they're still African or, or black. Like they're still the same person. They're just their partner's not exactly the same. You know, it doesn't change much at all. Black men get it the worst when it comes to interracial dating like in you know social media and publicly more they get it mm. they get that way more look it comes from what we said earlier though like you know say what you like there's no abcs about it like you know a lot of the a lot of black men that i know that i follow or whatnot will say like they don't like black women and then completely slander them you know what i mean so of course like a lot of black women when they see this specific type of guy go with, go for another girl that's in a different race to be like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Look, yeah. honestly, a lot of guys who don't date black women date women who have black qualities anyway. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's weird. It's like, if you want to date somebody who is white, date somebody that's white. Don't date somebody who wants to be black so bad that they fetishize you and you you know, your misogyny and your own self-hatred for, you know, your own black woman. Completely agree. It's just like, how does that make sense? Completely agree. Like you, you, you don't like black women, but you're dating somebody who wants to be a black woman. And also, if you say you don't like black women, since we're on this topic, if you say you don't like black women, but I'll only date a white woman type shit, it's not that you like white women, you fetishize them. That's not even like you just like them. You know what I mean? Because like, there is no way you can hate your own race, but then want to date other people and just be like, I just like these guys better. It's cap. You, you, there's something out, there's something about this specific race that you love. You know, it's like, it's a little fetish that you have for this race. Cause I, I, I can't stand, I know a lot of girls who just say stuff like, I will only date black men. But I'm like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, how the fuck can you even say that and, and think you're normal? <laughs> yeah. And even like non-black women who say, I'll only date black men. Like, you're weird. You guys are weird. And those people who fetishize black men just to have mixed kids. Ugh. Disgusting, bro. Disgusting. They're the worst. Disgusting. Yeah. It's like, you're not even like being with that person because you like them. Like, you just want a cute baby with curly hair. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm grateful and thankful that I've never been someone who looks at women and thinks of like how beautiful our kids would be and that that's the only reason why I, I want to date them. I think whoever you're with, you'll have beautiful children regardless. You know, it's just it's it's God given, like it's God's choice. You know, if your kid's gonna be ugly, look, it's ugly. It's not because you're with this person that because they're black or whatnot, because they're from the same race. It's just that's it, nigga. Like <laughs> it's your genetics in this bitch, bro. <laughs> Blame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> blame yourself, nigga. Like, don't don't blame your fucking race for that shit. That's you, nigga. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, bro. Like, look, and also, you, it's hard because what you said earlier about like black women who only say I only date a black man. Look, you can't fetishize your own race. It's it's, it's you. You know what I mean? It's a part of you. You know, if you want, if you say you only want to date black men. Or if you're a black guy, you say you only want to date black women. I don't think there's, or even an Asian lady who only wants to date an Asian. Anyone who just wants to date their race, there's no fetish in that. It's when you don't like your own race and you want to fuck with a different race, you know, that's when you start fetishizing because it's like, mm, something's wrong here, bro. Yeah. And it's a lot of time with the self It is. You know, and these people say all these crazy things about, you know, black women and black men. And it's like, Will you say this in front of your mom? Will you mm. tell mom these opinions that you have about mm. somebody that looks exactly like her? Mm. Yeah. Make that make sense. Like, look, growing up, look, I came to this country when I was like, what, about eight years old and stuff. So I hadn't seen white women until I got to this country or Asian women for that matter, you know? So when I first seen it, I was like, wow, this shit's lit. You feel me? So I was like playing in that pool, dipping my toes in there, you know? Um, but obviously as I got older, I didn't care about that shit anymore. I wanted to date who makes me happy and who I find attractive. You know, there's, there's a lot of black women that I think are very beautiful, you know, but we just haven't had that chance to talk or like we might have had the chance to talk and just, they just don't find me that way. You know what I mean? Like it's okay, you know, but, um, yeah, that's just kind of funny sometimes. Real shit, bro. People need to have that time to like self-reflect and heal themselves. Very important. She can get out of hand quickly. Yeah, and self-development never stops, man. Like, even me, with all the experiences that I've had from my very young age of dating and stuff, like, I'm still learning shit about dating to this day. To this day, you know what I mean? Like, you never stop learning about yourself, your partner, just life in general. Like, we're constantly learning, you know? So, yeah, bro. Get with it, man. Yeah, it's... Get right or get left. Is that... Like yeah, that. some shit like that, for real. Nah, get right or get left, because it's like, I'm not trying to deal with just bullshit straight up. Like, you know, we have good sex, and then we have a good date, and then, you know, that's a relationship. That's not a relationship, bro. Oh, what? Oh, I think something I want to say as well is that um, I have no problem with, like, you know, people being a hoe or home around. Mm. But it's like, for me personally, it's like, I tried to get to the her, her stage, mm-hmm. but I didn't last because for me, it's it's so personal. Mm. So personal. Mm. Like I said, I, like be a hoe, do whatever you want. That's that, that's your life. Mm. But it's like you're exchanging all these energies mm. with, you know, every person you sleep with. That's true. And, you know, sex is very, very intimate. It is. And, you know, some people carry a lot of heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And when you're just hooking up, you don't know that. And then all that heavy shit is transferred to you. And then you transfer it to the next person. Mm. 
And then, like, you know, you might end up feeling like shit and you don't know why. Mm. It's because of all of, you know, all these energies that you surround yourself with. Right. And then now you're just carrying all this burden on you and you don't know why. Mm. Look, personally, I don't like the term her face, personally. Um, I think it's just some shit a lot of men have made up to kind of put down women when they're, like, sleeping around and fucking around, personally. I think it's important to have fun and have experiences. You know, some people just don't want to have the um, the bullshit that comes with relationships, but they just they want to have sex or be with somebody and casually hook up. That's fine. You know what I mean? Of course, you have to understand that you are exchanging energy with people and you should be very careful for your choosing to sleep with you. Like, you know, you can have multiple partners, that's fair enough, but make the right choice. That's very important. But um, have fun. You know, if you're not ready to have a specific Hmm? Our protection is for everyone, so it's not really necessary. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> Tranquility promotes safe sex. In a relationship, I don't care. Yeah. protection. Yeah, no, I just think like some people, men and women, want to sleep around without having the, the bullshit that comes with, like, you know, having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I think that's fine. Just protect yourself. And don't, mm-hmm. don't put yourself in a situation where you can get either um, physically abused. A lot of women, like, who, a lot of women who sleep around sometimes might fuck around with the wrong person one night. You know, you're not feeling it. You're trying to say stop, but the guy's not stopping, especially from guys you meet at clubs. You don't know, you don't know where they're from. You know, you just think they're very attractive. You bring them back to your house or to a hotel and you get to it and stuff, you know. Um, some men take advantage of that because it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I'm all the way here. Like, what the fuck? You're me to stop, you know. So it's like, be careful when you're doing all this kind of yeah. shit. But yeah, be careful. But go ahead and do your thing. Like, if you're a mature person of mature age, you can make your, the right choices. Make the right choices. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with sleeping around personally, yeah. you know. But if someone says to you, like, oh, if there's a guy that you like and he asks you about your body count, you're saying some shit like 10 or 15, and he goes, ill, like, that's his eyes, and that's his choice. Like, you can't be mad that a nigga... Huh? Hey, body counts. Hey, body counts. Like, men have such... Un- Not all men, obviously, but, like, majority have, like... They expect a girl to have two body counts. Whether <laughs> themselves, they have 60, 100, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It, look, it depends as well at what age, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm dating a girl at 18, for example, like, we're both 18 years old, and she's telling me she's been with 15 guys, I would probably walk the fuck away from that just because I can't be fucked. Like, if I've been with, like, three or four people and you've been with 15, I can kind of be like, oh, you know, you're a great person, you're very pretty, but I don't want to fuck with that. That's your choice. Fine. You know what I mean? Don't slut shame on another bullshit. Just be like, you know, good for you. You've had a lot of fun, a lot of experiences. But personally, I don't want to be added to this list of experiences. I'll continue. You know, <laughs> like, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I do think as well, like, if you're 30 years old meeting a girl and she's had, like, a body count of 10 or maybe, like, a little bit, let's say, like, 10, 12, you know, I think you kind of got to, like, evaluate this person is 30 years old. You know, they've had at least, let's say, if you start having sex at 18, you've had at least, uh, what, 12 years? you know, of dating and mingling around, like, it's not unrealistic or fucked up to say, like, you know, I have a body count of 10. 
But I think when you're really young, you know, like, and you're saying shit like 15, 20, and so I'm like, you know what, bro, good for you, but that's not for me. Yeah, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to be with someone because you think they've slept around too much. Like, it's a choice we make. Like, you, you want to be with this person. And yeah. The only time I have a problem is, like, you know, when they talk. Yeah, like, oh, what a hoe, what a slut or whatever. Like, yeah, that's a bit fucked up. You know? And and the the thing is as well, I feel like a lot more women get shit for having a higher body count than men, which is like not okay because like we're all people, yes. you know, we all enjoy having sex. Like just because you haven't been able to get as much like pussy as I've been able to get dick doesn't mean I'm trash, you know. <laughs> you can just say kindly like that's good for you. You've had a good experience, but it's not for me. You know that's that's fine with me personally. You know, but yeah, even me like look honestly. At my age right now, if I'm meeting somebody and I'm trying to be serious with them, I would prefer some shit like between five, if I really fucking like you, five to ten. You know what I mean? But like, if I'm just sleeping around, I'm just trying to hook up with you. You tell me you've been with like ten people before, like, eh, cool, make me eleven. <laughs> you know? <laughs> huh? You said yeah, because it's like if I'm not trying to date you. I just want to hook up with you as well. Like, what's the big deal? You know, it's when you want to be in a relationship with that person, you can kind of be like, okay, that's a bit too much for me. You know, without shaming them, obviously, but like, you know, respectfully. Let's get to the, the final section of our of our talk. Uh, we've covered a lot of things that I think are pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, it's a very broad topic, relationships, because there's all kinds of relationships out here, you know, yeah, heaps of things. Like, a lot of conversations about this, this mm. one thing. But I think from what we've discussed, I think anyone listening to this who is even curious about relationships or what we think about it personally, I think what you should take away from it would be don't let social media influence your relationship too much. You know, some good things you can take out there and some bad things you can take and be like, okay, I don't want that to happen to me. It's fair enough. But don't do shit like compare yourself to this couple or like, you know, uh, his boyfriend, that boyfriend over there is really cool, is better than mine. Like, don't do that kind of shit because, in the day, there's two. There's no, like, yeah. Like have. Yeah, everything is different, man. You know, and look, some guy could be rich at 22 and have a whole house and be a millionaire, all that kind of stuff, and have a girlfriend and be a really good boyfriend. You know, but your boyfriend could be rich at 27, 30, 32. Everyone's life is different. You know what I mean? And just don't fuck a good thing up because you want something really, really different or something that looks really extravagant on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, and please heal yourself before yes, you. Yes. Yes. Self work is very important whilst you're in a relationship, before you get into a relationship, and after you get into a relationship. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very important. If you, need to get, if you need to see a therapist, get you. Go see one. There's no shame in that. And look. And rant and cry, do it. Yeah. Whatever. I, 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 even for men, like if there's men listening to this podcast right now, I would definitely encourage you to see a therapist. If you have issues and, you know, you have unresolved problems and you feel like some things are tough for you to deal with this stuff, see a therapist. You don't, not every, no one even has to know you're seeing a therapist. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of men are really worried about that because they're like, oh, what do my friends think of me? Or what, 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 what. Doesn't matter. You know, you're doing this shit for yourself. Yeah. No, 
nobody's going to shame you for, for seeing a therapist. And if they do, well, let them shame you whilst they keep having the same issues until they're 35. They need to be a therapist themselves. Yeah. You know, a friend who makes fun of you for seeking help is not a real friend. You don't need that kind of shit. You know, either educate that nigga or get right or get left. How niggas get left. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like we've had a good discussion on relationships and it's really, really, I hope insightful and fun. Thank you guys enjoyed. Do you want to do, do the outro? Oh, what should I say in the outro? Three, two, one. Thank you guys for listening to the Tranquility Podcast with the host Sora and guest speaker Jeffrey and myself. Uh, we had a fun night mm-hmm. talking to you guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I think on Spotify you can subscribe, so subscribe, leave a like, and come back for more, man. You know, come back for more. There's more discussions to be had in this uh, beautiful podcast here. And also, I'd like to thank you, Sora, for having me on this on this podcast tonight. Uh, be happy to do it again about a different topic or anything. I'm always game. And yeah, I had a good time. Of course. And yeah. a good time too. Very good mm-hmm. talk. Very, very good talk. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace and love. Bye. On the gang. Take care.